What's takeout the trash day? Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads the paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Trevor Holtner. And this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. On November 15th, Sean Souter, a 43-year-old Baltimore homicide detective, was investigating a year-old triple homicide in West Baltimore when he was fatally shot in the head with his own gun. A week later, Baltimore Police Commissioner Kevin Davis disclosed that Souter was set to testify in a federal grand jury investigation the day after he was killed. Rachel Cohen is a contributing writer for The Intercept. She's been covering the investigation into Souter's death. The two of them were out, you know, in the community investigating this currently unsolved crime. And the story, as the police have related, is that they heard suspicious activity. They split up to look at different ends of the block. Sean Souter approached a man, and when he started to talk, he was shot in the head with a gun. And after that, later details have have emerged that um, he was killed with his own weapon and that there was evidence of a struggle with that weapon. In the days following Souter's murder, police took drastic measures to try to find his killer. This was a big deal. He was an 18-year veteran of the department. He's a married father of five. By everyone's account, he seems to be, you know, a pretty beloved member of the department. They published a lot of testimonies about him the next day. His regular partner was off that day, and he had really good things to say. So the city, this was a really big deal. And everyone was like, we need to find whoever killed him. And the reward fund to find his killer grew larger and larger throughout the week. The the governor of Maryland put up $100,000. Different Maryland jurisdictions uh, were throwing in money. By Saturday morning, there was a reward of $215,000 for anyone who could come forward with a credible tip of who the killer of Sean Suter was, which is a really large amount for these kinds of things. I think it might have been the largest... Maryland's ever offered. And as the search was going on, they cordoned off the entire neighborhood, the neighborhood's called Harlem Park, in order to preserve the crime scene. But it was it was starting to seem pretty excessive to a lot of people. Non-residents couldn't come in for days. Residents had to show their identification to police who had had their perimeter cars lined the perimeter. They were barging on people's doors. Other people said they, you know, had pat downs and were being harassed. Um, this was going on so long that by Sunday, Uh, The ACLU of Maryland issued a statement, you know, kind of giving a warning, being like, you can't just do whatever you want in the name of a police investigation. Souter's murder, the 309th murder in Baltimore in 2017, takes place in a city fraught with conflict and tension between residents and law enforcement. Last year, the Department of Justice released a damning report detailing the investigation of Baltimore law enforcement. All sorts of systemically racist practices, uh, victims of sexual assault were, you know, not being treated well. It was a litany of abuses. And what came out of that report was that Baltimore this year has entered into a formal court-ordered consent decree to reform its practices. But all of this is sort of signals there has been years and years of, of real mistrust and abuse, you know, from the police and between the community. And and so you're already coming into it from a very, like, fraught position. In spite of all the information released, there is still a lot we don't know. What we do know is that the grand jury that Souter was set to testify at was investigating the actions of seven fellow Baltimore police officers, members of an elite group known as the Gun Trace Task Force. An important background is that in March of this year, the U.S. Attorney of Maryland, which was uh, at the time Rod Rosenstein, who's now 
in the Trump administration, uh, indicted seven Baltimore police officers who were all part of this thing called the Gun Trace Task Force, which was the sort of elite crime unit for doing really crazy things. Like if you look this up, they were so they were indicted on racketeering charges, but it was like these cops just robbed people. They were just doing all sorts of criminal things. Um, it wasn't even like excessive policing in the way we have sort of been hearing about it through Black Lives Matter activism. This was like, you know, they would just rob people and, and you know, write it up or doing all this stuff. So that these this um, these trials against these officers have, have been going on and they're going on now. And so there was a rumor that maybe that maybe the detective was going to be involved somehow in this as a witness. And then on and then on Wednesday night, right before Thanksgiving, the Baltimore police commissioner came out a week after a week after the murder and and said, uh, yes, the murder detective was scheduled to testify the next day before a grand jury. So that was quite the news dump. This is a developing story, and we'll be following it as it unfolds. Rachel Cohen is a contributing writer at The Intercept. I'm Trevor Holtner. And I'm Yael Grauer, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive.